Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business, where I talk with interesting people sharing life and business experiences to entertain, engage, build community, and provide information to help others succeed. If you're interested in learning more about one of our guests or how we are helping business owners generate wealth and build businesses they can sell or succeed at Exit Your Way, you can find more information on our website, ExitYourWay.com, or by contacting me directly, Damon at ExitYourWay.com. I hope you enjoy the show. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to the Faces of Business. I am your host, Damon Pastalka, and I am excited for our guest today because we have Kelly Schaefbauer here with Aligned Operations. We're going to be talking about aligning people and process. Kelly, thank you for being here today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Yeah, it's going to be fun, man. So, Kelly, we always like to start our guests off taking a trip down memory lane and kind of understanding how Kelly went from growing up in the Midwest to helping people and organizations get alignment so they can run their businesses better. So let's start back at your background and kind of how you got here today. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty common story. I tell I, it, you know, it's um, classic um, got the entrepreneurial bug uh, when I was in my twenties. I, I worked corporate America for a while and I, I did enjoy that, but it, it, I could feel it just wasn't um, my happy place. And so I did a little bit of moonlighting and dabbling in the IT industry. And that led mm-hmm. to me starting up a business around it. Um, you know, I had the classic e-myth, you know, entrepreneurial seizure. I, I decided that um, I can do it better. I um, mean, I, I, you know, we have a lot of entrepreneurs in, in my family. My dad owned a restaurant and I had several brothers um, that have owned businesses and, and so forth. So we, we have kind of have it in our blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it was that exciting, you know, started it off and picked up a few clients here and there and had it grow. And um I, it was it was something that I was I was passionate about. I I I felt fulfilled by it, but as it grew, my fulfillment grew to frustration and challenges. And um, I I often liken it to when I describe my parenthood as, you know, raising children is one of the the, the best and worst things that can happen to a person. And I, yes. I I believe that was definitely the same thing with owning a business where. It was it was turned into as it progressed um, more of a, like I said frustration um, and I, and it it had that classic ceiling you know we we capped out mm-hmm. about eight hundred k a year um, and it was not a pleasant eight hundred k a year um, and I I had a buddy who was an entrepreneur as well who owned um, a, a website development company and we started about the same time and it was tech technology was just, you know, really getting going and websites. And, um, you know, before we knew it, he was, you know, in the $2 million a year range and he was buying a new Audi and he was really enjoying. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Eric, what the hell, what's going on? What's, what's different about it. And we really kind of looked at, he had a trusted management team. You know, he, he had built that, that, managerial layer. Um, and he followed a few key people that he introduced me to. And it just clicked for me as far as, um, 
really feeling passionate about that difference between an ownership of a of an of a business that's fulfilling and one that's frustrating. And it and it, I I really wanted to dissect that out. I do have a science background. Uh, my degree is actually in biology, so I I, I really like to un pack things and dissect it out. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I got turned on to um, a, a management guru called Elliot Jocks. Um, and there's a, a current, he's since passed, but there's a gentleman, Tom Foster, who's really been promoting his work. He has a great management blog. And I really took to that whole, you know, it's a psychology-based focus along with structure. Um, it's all of that stuff that it's just not sexy. Um, yeah. But I really, really resonated with me. And um, I, I, I felt like this is the difference. And I really want to see how we can, or I can at the time, um, change, you, you know, that frustration to something that's more um, fulfilling through structure, right? Who would think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Because at you, you brought up a, a good point. There are different inflection points in a business life cycle. Yeah. I, no matter how long it continues to grow and get larger, where you just run into, it goes from fulfilling to frustrating because your systems or your people, or your, just your organization is not ready for the next, where they have to go to right. continue growing. And uh, yeah, we run into that a lot where it, it can be, you know, like you said, it can be $800,000 in some businesses. It can be 5 million in others, it can be a million in others, but you see the typical signs of, of people are, are, are really busy working super hard, but they, so they, they don't have the things set up to be able to go farther because they don't yeah. see what's next and, and, and really how to, what do we add tomorrow to, to, to go a little bit better and a little bit farther. Yeah. And that, it, I, I've recently kind of come up with the, the thought and idea that entrepreneurs, especially startups that don't have a lot of experience in growing companies, they mm -hmm. typically have a skill set. They're competent at, at doing something to fulfill a, a need. And this is kind of e-myth stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But they also have a vision. They can see. they, they so, so they have that competency with, with a, some sort of producing a product or delivering a service. And they do see that they want to be part of building something or part of something greater that's their own. But they yeah. lack that managerial middle. They typically don't have those competencies around developing and building teams. Um, and, and part of it's interpersonal, but it's also just the mechanics of management. Um, yeah. You know, what is the right structure um, and all those things that, you know, uh, we, we we talk about and we promote and we now are developing tools around. Yeah. Often it's, um, the, like I said, it's not the sexy stuff, um, but it's stuff that does make such a difference. And it seems like we're trying to identify the barriers to that stuff. And what I'm talking mm -hmm. about is, again, structure. You know, what are the requirements of work? And we organize and break that down. Um, and then document it and then assign that work in role descriptions, train those people, um, developing performance monitoring with analytics, and then kind of start it all over again with continuous improvement. You know, mm -hmm. how do we evaluate and then improve the different parts of the whole to bring the whole thing up? Um, but that's overwhelming and people, it's a, like, especially documentation. I love that example. 
no one wants to document their stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's important and it's a difference yeah. to, from those, um, you know, companies that are wanting to evolve and grow beyond um, our sweet spot is 250 K to a million. That's yeah. kind of the area where if you can understand and embrace those practices, you're going to get through that period as you're building those first teams mm-hmm. to, to make it back to pleasant in yeah. as you grow. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we've got Deo here with us today. Hello, Deo. We've got Andrew coming in from California and Erica coming in from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Wow. So thanks for being here today, guys. Um, so let's get started. So you you kind of got got into the whole aligning people and processes out of pure frustration, it sounds like. Well, and I, I should correct you a little bit. Our kind of our tagline, it, it processes part of it, but we align people and purpose. People you know, and purpose. There we go. Yeah. So it's people, it's, it's really about, um, you know, those mechanisms. Process is part of what we do to align that. It's okay. the structure part of it um, and how we break it down on one end um, from the purpose. We start with the purpose and then we define the requirements um, you know, we, we, we no longer use the word goals anymore. Um, yeah. We just, we go from what's your purpose and then what's going to be required for you to materialize, um, that organization to fulfill that purpose. Then yeah. from there, once we have the structure, we can flip it around to the people. We now know the requirements yeah. into a structure. We do something called a task inventory where we will go through every aspect and function of the business and break it down into a unit of work called the task. We yep. organize that in our system. And now we start applying that to the right people. Now we have a way of aligning those people's competencies back through the task inventory into the structure and then to the purpose. Yeah, it's super interesting. And when when you and I met before, we went went through your process and how you guys do it. And I think it's really, it's really beneficial even if your your business is like you say going to scale past this i mean to to set up this foundation at that size in your business whether it's going no further in size or whether it's going quintupling or farther this is going to help you in the long run because you're going to make sure that we've identified what we need to do and who's going to do it yeah and it's part of that iterative process you know i i say requirements requirements to just get you to the next step, but that's going to change and evolve as you're going down the road. We always talk about now, next, later, you know, we take an inventory just to see what's happening today. That's the first thing when we get involved in a business is now, next, later, no future, you know, what we're going to inventory, how you're doing things right now. And at least that creates a basis for us to kind of see what's going on and what's working, what's not. I'm a big fan of the theory of constraints. Um, where you can look at what's happening and see what's the what are your barriers, your bottlenecks. Um, and then next is your plan. You know, what's going to get you to the next part in the context of the later, the big vision part of it. So we're going to kind of yeah. you know, start there, take your inventory and then kind of iterate back along the way to see what makes sense with your, of course, small businesses, especially have limited resources. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to really be smart about where we're going to apply that for the next part of this thing. Um, and and again, we, we bring it back to that development of the management team of who's going to take responsibility. And that's one thing we coach into the managers is to do your own theory of constraints or your constraint analysis, 
just right within your department. But when we have that task inventory, we can do that a little bit easier. We have context. Yeah. 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 And, and for, for people that aren't familiar with the theory of constraints, it's it, from, from a real basic uh, explanation of it is if you got, if, if you got a business and consider a business like a big pipe and you've got a, a, a small piece of pipe in that big pipe as your business, that's your constraint in your business. And if you can find that in any area of your business and expand it so the capacity is more theoretically things can flow better. So I've always liked the water theory around the explanation of that because it's so simple to, yeah. to do. And yeah, there's and growing a, there's, up. Go ahead. Sorry. There's a great book out called The Goal. Um, I, yes. I, um, I can't remember the author's name. They use a, a Boy Scout troop analogy that I think is yep. awesome as well. Um, Gold that, rat. You're, the, the, the group, if they're holding on to a rope, can only go as fast as the slowest guy, right? Yes. So you want to yep. fix that slow guy. And, yeah. And, and then we can all move along a little bit faster. But that, I mean, that's a whole nother, um, we, we've brought some of that into when we talk about performance evaluation using analytics, we then apply yeah. those analytics to understand our shortfalls or constraints, what tasks or functions um, aren't meeting our benchmarks and they're holding back mm -hmm. the rest of a department. So, mm -hmm. so as, as you're doing this with, with people and you're, you're aligning people purpose and, and uh, really ironing out the, the organization from a, uh, systems standpoint, or at least documenting what they're they're doing and the tasks they're doing. What are some of the things that that show up that people go, "Oh my goodness, I didn't realize this." Uh, you know, um, it's interesting. Right now, I'm I'm I've been working a lot, and I'm not an accountant, um, but I, I I've been getting involved a lot in finance. Yeah, you know, and and it's amazing to me. Um, how a business owner and we, you know, I mentioned before, we're working with some nonprofits, how they're just unaware of their cash or their spending or their financial picture or health. Um, and so, you know, one of the things that we do get involved in is, um, again, back to requirements, you know, what, what mm -hmm. is, what should you be looking at and then breaking down um, how you're going to get there, you know, from a function yeah. and a process. I, I'm drawn to bookkeeping and not, again, I'm not an accountant, but yeah. it's so heavy process that I, I, I can't help myself. I, I love yeah. to get in there and improve um, from an efficiency standpoint, but also more importantly, accuracy and timely yeah. data when it comes to finances. Again, small businesses have limited funds. You really have to know that you're using them in the best possible way in that organization's iteration, right? Um, yeah. So, so that's an area where I'm really um, seeing a lack of understanding with that. Um, the other, you know, just in a general terms, it's interesting as we start doing the task inventory, where there there really isn't um, a, a knowledge about what work the frontline people are doing within departments. Yeah. Um, you know, they're just kind of, you know, the business owners or you know, some of the leadership team, they're stressed out. They feel like we just need to add more bodies. So they throw people at it um, with a general guide of what they should be doing. And this speaks to that whole lack of training. Yeah. Um, and they're just kind of figuring it out. And 
Um, so, you know, we, we do run into um, <coughs> this realization that, you know, a lot of the managers don't really know how people are doing the work. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, it, it, it is a little bit of when we come in, um, we used to call it an audit and now we changed it to inventory just because it's a little lighter. Yeah. <laughs> no department manager wants to have their department audited. Audited, yeah. But we, we turn it it's into a fun inventory, you know? Um, yeah. And that brings to light, um, you know, we, I think we do it in a pretty productive, um, non-judgmental way. I, I, I think there's often this mind, even the business owners, you know, there is a little bit of an ego there that they're, they're could get exposed for the lack of doing things in a, in a, in a requisite way. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a part of the process. We're just here to just see where you're at today. Yeah. Well, and, and honestly, when, when you approach and done this before, you'll, oh, you'll talk to somebody about their business. No, we don't do that. I'm so embarrassed, blah, 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 blah. But listen, there's a lot of things like you said before, you only have so many hours in the day to run a business and your skills are in one place and that might be in another. There's a million different reasons why certain things don't get done in the business. But as you said, most people don't go into business because they're good at business. They go into it because they're good at something. And right. that's, that's great in the beginning because they, they can, um, they can see something and they can see an opportunity because of their experience in an industry and then see that there's an opportunity to make money, but um, they don't necessarily have all the skills to set up everything in a business. And that's where yeah. I think you guys are helping a lot by, by, yeah. you know, identifying tasks, who's doing what, and then who's now and who should be doing it and what, how do they yeah. need to be trained? Because you hit something there when you said they don't really know what frontline people are doing and the frontline people just have to figure it out. This is what I see when we talk about people quitting and turnover yeah. and all kinds of things, not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing on a daily basis or, or what success looks like for me on a daily basis is killing a lot of companies because they'll hire somebody new that wants to know what they're supposed to do, wants to know, you know, their task list for the day. And if you can't explain that very good or at all, and then you have very little or no training, yeah, people are going to get or frustrated. Support, and leave. For that matter then. Or support. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a lack of understanding of responsibilities and how work should get done. And then mm -hmm. a lack of support. Um, you know, we, we talk about, what we're trying to fight is confusion, doubt, and drama. You know, oh, there we go. You know, that's our, we, we believe our systems and our solutions um, um, provide the clarity that builds confident teams you can trust. Um, and, and, and so if you don't have that clarity coming through from a manager, um, you know, that that's an awful workplace to be in. I, I back a few years ago, I got introduced to Simon Sinek and just love his work around um, workplace fulfillment and happiness. And, um, you know, I, I believe that um, there's nothing better than, you know, doing a job well. And I think that's part of the manager's role. Um, we simplify it as the manager's role is to develop the process from, to the requirements that are presented to them. Um, guide their people into it through training 
and education and then support the shit out of them when they need it, you know, be there for them. Um, keep them coming along. It can be frustrating. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, I, I've been part of transition where you're brought in where that person that was training you left and there's no one else in the whole company that knows how to do what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, it's, it's not a pleasant place to be. No. And I think everybody has a story like that. Well, yeah. I mean, and you, you see this in organizations and especially even, I'm not even saying small organizations. I back that up because there's some organizations that get large just because they can hire technic quality technical people and, and they, they figure things out on their own, but really to scale companies effectively, the ones that have figured it out, make it clear enough so that if I'm coming in to do role a, that, it's documented well enough. There's the training is clear enough that if someone has the basic skills they need, they can learn how to do that from yeah. the training and the documentation that they have. And the companies that simply don't have that have to fall back on people that will take the time to figure it out, to do it the way they think they should do it. Yeah. And you see companies like this all the time. You can be successful like that by having a bunch of people that figure things out and just do it the way they think they should. But to get, like you said, consistently getting all the work done that's supposed to get done and in a process that you can consistently measure, it's very difficult when you don't have things to find. Yeah. You there's, there's of course those diamonds in a rough, you mm-hmm. know, those people that are just great at figuring out. I, I believe that was me um, back when I was getting my business going and, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I had the mistake then as a business owner, thinking that my people I hired would be able to do the same thing. Um, you know, yeah. so, and I think business owners that have that natural aptitude to, to, to work hard and figure things out and be independent, um, you know, my thing nowadays is why I, I, I want to be ensured that that work is going to get done to the benchmark we've talked about, you know, yeah. um, in order to bring the organization along. Um, I love though, bringing those frontline people in as part of the improvement conversation to, to, to yes. get their input. So uh, they can be part of making it better, but it is the manager's responsibility. Um, to, yeah. to dictate really what is the process here. They're supposed to be the export in whatever that department, whether it's finance, tech, HR, um, yeah. whatever your service delivery is. There's, you know, they, they should be the experts in, in a way that they're the ones dictating process. Um, and the other part of their leadership in, in that management role is escalation of issues. You know, when mm-hmm. problems come up, they're really effective at bringing that team in to problem solve, you know, they're, yeah. they're not going to just give the answers, but they're going to help coach through um, that problem solving process to get those things resolved. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Well, we've got Pamela Clark here showing up from Detroit, sunny Detroit. Um, we've got Abdullah here in uh, co-founder of Mango Shango. Glad to have you here. T Higgins is here with us today. Yep. A lot of employees yeah. heading towards companies with a purpose. There's no doubt about that. And my friend James Kunkel is here, fellow livecaster, broad podcaster in the codings industry. If you, uh, he had an article, I don't know if it was a recent article or one I just saw over the weekend 
I mean, you never think about all the things that have coatings until you go and look at James's stuff because he was talking about coatings for biofuels containers. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I know you got you have to have stuff for that. And, uh, I, I love specialized businesses. You oh, know, yeah. It's great. Yeah. There's there's some little niche for everything. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> And, and uh, it's, it's so interesting. And, and, and hearing you talk about this, I mean, when we're talking about these other kind of businesses, when, when you get into a business and you start helping aligning these people and the purpose and they understand and get them through this process, or at least to a, a more advanced state in the process, what are the, some of the things that people tell you? after they've gone through and, and really things start to work on the backside of, of trying to implement these um, align the people, the purpose and their, yeah. in the process. Uh, you know, we're, we're trying to find, I've, I've, I've heard the term being liberated <coughs> come out sometimes. <coughs> I think especially managers that main or business owners that may not have the best relationship with managers and managers mm -hmm. afraid to speak out about what's what's wrong in their departments. You know, as we go through, um, you know, we, we do an alignment that's um, kind of our full version of it is where we're working with a management team and we'll mm -hmm. we'll provide some instruction about the, the whole implementation of our solution. Um, it's it's both method, but it's also we have a software solution called Trellis Tools. Um, where we're going to give them some concepts and methodology, and then we show them and give them an assignment on the tool. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, like I said, the first one is that task inventory, where we're just telling them, let's let's break down all the requirements, the work that happens in your department into a unit of a task, and we organize those into functions, and those functions are what make up a department. And then we bring that hierarchy up, departments, we we fill up into business units and then mm -hmm. you have the organization. Um, but often as they're going through this exercise of getting everything on the table, right. And just laying it all out there. And a lot of times a business owner will be like, I didn't, I never knew you guys did this much. Um, the next step, once we have that task inventory is um, we don't go into documentation right away. We start assigning it and we leverage off that task inventory to create role descriptions. Um, we had a manager for a winery here in Minnesota. Yes, Minnesota has wineries. Yes, they do. Um, and I, I, I love the Minnesota wine. Um, but there was a manager there. Her role description became five pages long. Just oh my! You know, it was crazy. And the business owner was like, "I, I had no idea," because she was doing not only the management work, but she was being leveraged as backup for every other part of the business, whether it was mm -hmm. working in the winery, she'd be there on weekends bottling, or she would be working the front uh, tasting room or helping with the event center. Or, I mean, she was part of and capable of participating in all of those different areas. Mm -hmm. um, and we found out she was working herself to, to death. She was there yeah. all weekend long, helping out with the tasting room and, all week during, you know, and harvest, you know, they're out harvesting. Yeah. Um, and so the, they were just like, wow, we, we didn't know. And it was really a call to action to really look at, um, yes, she needs to be aware as the manager, but she shouldn't be the backup to everybody. Um, yeah. and so that, that, that's something that comes out as part of the role descriptions. 
Um, and then the documentation piece, we leverage off that same task inventory um, as your documentation library, as we have it built into that structure of functions and departments and, yeah. and so forth. What we find there is as we get the, 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 the team of that department talking about how work gets done, we usually get two or three different versions of how it's getting done. Yeah, yeah. So that conversation is is really enlightening as well as far as, you know, what's the best way now? We've identified people are doing a little bit of difference, but I think, you know, for consistency, we all want it done within that department the same way. But then we can have a conversation about those three different ways. If it's a good manager, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're brainstorming to say, why are you doing that this way? And, you know, yeah. let's talk about maybe we'll bring in parts of each of these different ways to create the best way for a function overall. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. That, I think that's so key because in, in, or, and, and again, if someone's listening to this in business now, don't feel like you're alone. I mean, the vast majority of businesses yeah. under, under, you know, $20 million have on this, to be honest, crappy documentation for process for, for what, people. Why do you job think that is? What, why, why do you, well, I mean, because it, does it in the beginning, do you make money by documenting things? No. I think that yeah. is the core thing all the way throughout is because you don't make money doing it. You know, you make money by selling your product or service. You make money by helping customers. You make money by doing that and everybody's so focused on it. But it is one of the things that will allow you to continue helping people better and longer if you if you implement it, because it does the it enhances the scalability and delivery right. of your products and services yeah. so much. And, yeah, but it's a, not, it's not in the direct line in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, we talk about solopreneurs and, you know, in startups that are, you know, a business owner or, or partnership. And, you know, people have asked, would I, would I, would our solutions or our services be a good solution for, for them? Of course I say yes. It's I I believe there's a version of what we're doing that doesn't have to be this huge administrative overhead. Mm -hmm. um, we talk about seven levels of documentation within an organization. Um, you know, we talk about that task inventory. When we do that task inventory, we're not talking about how that work gets done. We're just mm -hmm. identifying it as a requirement of of, yeah. of a function within a department. Let's I would say at least get that part in this. So at least you have a basis and you have an understanding of all of the different aspects and requirements of work in, the, in that organization. Then if you want to, the next step under tasks is steps. So we quickly just off the top of your head, give me the steps. How does this get done? Don't get into the granular, click this, open mm -hmm. that, you know, enter this value. Just give me the quick steps. And now we can populate that very quickly and easily. Um, you know, so we're trying to come up with um, ways to get some of these practices. We, you know, we call them managerial leadership practices um, for people to do them. That's why we created the app. You know, it's it's one of those things that we're trying to get the, the value is so large when you're trying to, like you said, grow and scale. But it's there's this mental block that it's just not worth the time or I don't. I think people lack the, a methodology that um, makes sense for them and their teams to get that work done. 
I think you're right too. You hit on it. I think people look at it as a daunting task and it's something that's, there's not a lot of method, methodology, methodology around it, excuse me, about, you know, structured process that people go, oh yeah, this is a structured process we use, like, you know, whatever. But, and so they look at it, this huge task that they don't know how to start. Yeah. And that probably holds a lot of them back as it is, but it really is when you've got a structured way, like you're helping people to, you, you know, this it's, we start here, go here, go here, go here. And when you're led through the process, people realize it's not as ugly as it seems. Yeah. And when, and you discover so much though, this is, and you talk about, uh, about this too, and in like lean or, or other manufacturing type things, you know, when you start to look at a process you re and in detailed steps, you really understand that a lot of the work that we do is unnecessary or it's not really doing what we want. And I think you guys probably uncover a lot of that when you're in those situations. For sure. And I'm, I'm with a, uh, a company I'm working with right now where there's a whole lot of, you know, we're like, because there was a lot of turnover. So I'm dealing with the people that are there now. Um, mm -hmm. And we are going through this stuff. And it's like, I'm not under, I'm not connecting the dots. I love that. I use that all the time. You have to connect the dots on here. Why, why is this happening like this? And they're just like, I, I don't know. And then we talk to another, there's, there's some process that connects departments. Yes. Um, so they just figured somebody on the other department on the other end needed that. Well, then we go and talk to them and they're like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so so there is um, that happening all the time as far as, um, you know, just doing it because that's the way it's been done. Mm -hmm. um, but again, I think you have to start changing the manager's mindsets to be about innovation. And we use the term continuous improvement. Um, again, as an annual exercise that's done as a uh, management team. So we, we really hold in high regard if your company, if you're part of a company's management team, that's an honor. You should feel that. And then there's requirements to it. And one of them is we do an annual strategic planning process where we reevaluate your department's functions with that theory of constraints or that methodology to improve through constraints. Um, and, and, and then it keeps that fresh where, you know, where we're continually going to look at it, at least in a 12 month cycle, if we need to keep that process or improve it or, um, you know, replace it. Um, mm -hmm. so especially with the, the way technology, um, moves so fast, I'm, I'm, yeah. like I said, I, I love bookkeeping as an example for this stuff. And I'm, you know, I use QuickBooks online, um, People love it, hate it versus desktop, all of this. But QuickBooks Online, some of the automation that's happening with it, I think is fantastic. Um, and it's kind of changing the way people are bookkeeping, I, I think. Um, and, and I think more of that's coming. It's starting to utilize mm -hmm. a little bit of AI. So it's yeah. looking at transactions or receipts and trying to decide how it should be done. Um, so I think with technology, um, that keeping... Um, fresh, what, what's happening, especially in service delivery as well. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, you know, managers have to look at their industry and be industry experts um, as, as, as part of that service delivery. Yeah. Oh yeah. Especially, yeah. When you're looking at the way that 
just like you said, AI and other things are changing customer service, changing, you know, even simple scheduling of, of, of yeah. service and, and allowing, you know, more self-serve options in a business and, and how that can really help yeah. your business deliver more satisfaction to the end customers. There's so much of that, that, that continuous look at how you're doing things yeah. and, and really understanding a, what, what is my customer value and how can we give them more of that and not, or, how can we do that and be more efficient in delivering yeah. whatever we're delivering? Um, there's so many opportunities in that for those managers that you said that develop that continuous improvement mindset because there is gold in almost every business. I'm sure there's some, there's not. Yeah. If the managers take that mindset and really understand how they can get, get their customers more and, and be more efficient overall. Yeah. Zoom has changed absolutely the way that we service our clients. You know, yeah. we, we do a thing called a show and tell where we will sit down with a, a department manager and members of their team. And we just, we start the recording going and we just say, show us what you do. We don't, you know, get, we don't take notes. We don't do, we're just asking clarifying questions and just your screen, their screen oh, yeah. is showing. And then we send that up to one of our analysts and they document it, yeah. you know, for them, just based on that recording. It's, it's, it's awesome. We, we really realize that documentation will get done if the person who does the work doesn't have to do the documentation. Um, there you go. Them. That is right. a mic drop moment right there. <laughs> that is a mic drop from what documentation will get done if the person doing the work doesn't have to do the document. Yeah. So we I record that it. Yeah. yeah, we record. We're even doing where it's more of a physical job where they're out. Yeah. We'll break, come out with a camcorder and record it, and then we'll go back and watch them replay things. And um, yeah. it's it's great with Zoom with more information workers. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's fantastic for doing that. It's like I said, it's it's really allowed us to really have this. Where or someone on your team or your manager can do the same thing with their team members to just mm -hmm. use Zoom and record. I record every one of our meetings, every one of our client meetings. We do status update meetings. I think recording and being able to go back and reference is is fantastic technology. Yeah. Yeah. And even with some of the AI transcription tools now, too, it can help to if you're yeah. asking the right questions, it'll it'll write a lot of it for you. For well. sure. Yep. Yeah. Ah, cool stuff. So what are some of the exciting things that you're seeing now in business and technology that when you're talking about aligning people and purpose and process and really giving them the tools to scale. Yeah. You know, you know, it's um, one of our focuses lately has been um, beyond really to, to connect what we do to a, an engagement and, and a positive experience for, for, for the workforce. You know, I, ah. I, I really feel like that's, we've really connected with co the coaching community um, where we talk about competency is really three elements to competency, knowledge, skill, and in that engagement piece, their experience, you know, what's their mindset? What's their state of mind in that workplace? Is it one of fulfillment or is it one of frustration? You know, we're great at the knowledge and skill requirements from our task inventory, but there is that piece that we're not good at but we're really mm -hmm. trying to connect with a coaching community 
where they're good at understanding things like conflict resolution and, you know, being supportive and kind of more of that interpersonal skills. We really want to connect to that world because I think if you can bring that whole um, knowledge skill development with somebody who's um, really has the right frame of mind in the workplace, mm-hmm. that's golden. You know, I, I, it's good for everybody, really. It's good for that person. Yeah. It's good for that manager. And it's really good for business owners, you know, to have that sort of um, positive mentality. Um, and, and again, that's why that's not us, but we're really making an effort lately to partner with good coaches that understand um, strengths. I love the strengths finder stuff, the Gallup mm-hmm. um, strengths. I've really bought into that. That's kind of really where my, I used to be thinking if you're good at our stuff, you don't need coaches. You don't need that yeah. stuff. But now I'm really realizing it's really about that whole person and their well being. But it does yeah. start with clarity, with they know their responsibilities, their requirements. Um, they're trained on it. So that's where we feel our value is. But there's always going to be conflict and there's going to be, um, you know, a, a right way to interact with people in language, mm-hmm. um, that sort of thing. And that's just not us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you, you're staying in your skill set and in your area of expertise and 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 addressing the whole person by bringing others in when it's appropriate. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Well, Kelly, it's been awesome to get to talk to you today and, and just yeah. hearing you speak about, I really like the way that you guys are helping people and, and we didn't talk about your trellis software that you guys have developed with an app where you just go from tasks to, yeah. you know, rolling it up and then, and then your training element behind it. Uh, so much good there to really help get these businesses um, ready to, like you said, go from frustrating frustration to fulfilling for the owners yeah. and the people working there. So if people want to get a hold of you, Kelly, what's the best way to get a hold of you? You know, we did actually go through a name change. You know, we're, we're, we were aligned to operations. Um, you know, operations is a very confusing word we found. Um, oh. And we're really more about management. So we're now aligned management partners. Um, so okay. managementpartners.com on our website. I'm easy to find. Um, there's not a lot of Kelly Schaefbauers out there on LinkedIn. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm 100% German born on St. Patrick's Day. So that's why. Oh, I'm, all right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's usually the easiest is, is you okay. know, for me on LinkedIn. And um, we can go from there. Yeah. So your website is, again, I want to one more time get that aligned management partners or alignedoperations.com. Alignedoperations.com. Yep. And Trellis Tools is is a separate company that I'm a partner in that's developing the app that really makes a lot of these practices um, more straightforward. It helps that facilitation of those things. That's really part of our mission is if we make it easier for people, they're more likely to do it. Yep. And that is trellistools.com as well. So alignedoperations.com and trellistools.com or reach out to Kelly Schaefbauer on LinkedIn and directly. Kelly, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. My pleasure. It was fun. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Getting to talk to you. And thanks everyone for being here today. I really appreciate the comments and those of you that didn't comment. Thanks for listening. And if you got any questions for Kelly, like I said, reach out on LinkedIn and talk to him and we will be back again next week. 
Have a great weekend, everyone. Kelly, hang out for just a moment.